everybody. Welcome back. I got Mauricio from Cataclysm and Hard Impact Artist Management. Um, we have known each other and been working together for well, getting close to seven years now. It's crazy. Yep. Time flies. Yep. <laughs> Too, quickly. Too quickly. Too quickly. It doesn't even seem like it's been that long. I was thinking about yeah. it the other day. I was like, man, it's been like it's six and a half years. Right. Something it feels, like, it feels like it just started like a couple years ago, maybe three years. <laughs> yeah. <ago>. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing, right? I mean, it is. It could be worse. Like it looks, sounds like forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I think we, you know, we've definitely, I think with you and Stefan working with you guys has been, in my opinion, been really great. I think we've seen eye to eye on a lot of things for the most part, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nope. like uh, with different personalities and yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we represent pretty much what's out there. Yeah, all of us. We do. You know? So yeah, we're we're me and you are more the fire branded uh, types. <laughs> Steph. Steph is the diplomatic. You know, Steph is the guy that brings the peace yeah. and cools off Steph. things. And me and you are just fire starters. <laughs> like Steph, so Steph's the peace officer. <laughs> I got to get him on here too. I love Steph on. He's so yeah. he's fucking great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're he is. <laughs> I think everyone, like everyone that I know that that has met Stefan, has said the same thing. He's very, very nice, very proper, very. He's just polite, you know. Educated, educated, yeah. funny, I mean, you know. He is. He's he's the guy that um, I don't know anybody that doesn't like him. Yeah, I I dude, I've never you met know? anybody that doesn't like Stefan. He's, he's, he's the guy that uh, wants to be at peace with everybody and tries to accommodate everybody. Yeah. So it's a guy to kind of run things, you know, with the agency. And yes, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good, he's dude. a good boss for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got Sean, Sean in here. I don't know if you have the chat room open, but metalcore nerds is Sean Mott. Oh, he runs cool. a podcast called metalcore yeah, nerds. <laughs> Where's the chat thing on the bottom here? Right? Uh, yeah, it should be when you pull up in the stream, it should be on the right side. If you click on the video, you might have to refresh it. Yeah, I would refresh real quick. For some reason, for some reason I'm not getting anything here on my page. Nope. Nope. Hmm. Should be able to refresh and it'll pop up. Like if you go to twitch.tv slash Dan Fonts. I don't see anything. Really? There's nothing. Nope. I just see myself to be honest. Did you just see me and you? I don't see you either. All right. Nope. I don't know why it's doing that. Well, if anybody has questions in the chat, just I'll tell you know I'll bring them up yeah. while we're chatting. You can actually uh, just put it on the Skype chat in the bottom, and I can answer. Oh yeah, I can do that as well. Yeah. So, that works. so uh, sorry. No, it's all Fine. good. But Sean's in here, and I got Rob from the Zenith Passage. Motor cool, cool. Some cool people in here. But uh, let's talk about. Um, when when did you join Cataclysm? A lot of you were not born. <laughs> I was born that young. Nineteen. I, I mean, I didn't join Cataclysm. I kind of formed Cataclysm. Formed to be honest. Yeah, I formed it. I was bass player in the band. That's right. Um, Nineteen ninety one. So basically, wow. we're twenty nine years old, going on thirty next year. Thirtieth anniversary and, next uh, year. Uh, well, we had a bunch of plans. Obviously, yeah. everything's kind of up in the air right now. But yeah. we um, we have we have a lot of plans, uh, you know, regarding that. Okay. You get to the okay. point where 
it's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. You know, you're at 30 years of career. You know, we this is our 14th record we just released now. Yeah. And you get there and then you're thinking, you know what? It's like, should I say that it's 30 years? Because <laughs> you start to sound real old when you're starting to get, you know, when I, when I remember when, um, you know, Metallica was 20 years old. I was like, oh man, they're fucking old. You know? Yeah. So I, know. I was like, um, so I, it, it's, it's one of those things, but I, I take pride in it. I mean, I'm cool. And, but yeah, I formed in 91, um, me, JF, Sylvain, yeah. uh, the old singer. And, uh, we started the band then and in a different time, a real oh, different time. Yeah. No internet, no internet, uh, None of you that. know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of tape trading and, uh, <laughs> you know, was the fact fax machine came out everybody was like whoa you know? yeah get get a, a fax machine was like i remember uh, shooting uh, faxes back and forth with the owner of nuclear blast marcus steiger we used to yeah. sh shoot each other's like you know we used to fight so i'd be like oh fuck off be like fuck yourself you yeah you'd see the fax <laughs> pop like slowly chuk, 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 like this yeah. and fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so that was the old days, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I prefer emailing, obviously, and the internet oh, and everything. Sure. World but I, I find that now it's getting to an extreme, you know, with social media and everything. Oh, you yeah. know, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I come from a different era. You know, no, I I've know. kind of seen the entire transition of things yeah. all the way to now. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I remember when I first got like a computer. I mean, shit. I was like what thirteen, and then social media. You know, later on, but. I mean, even then when I was like promoting shows, it was just mostly, well, sorry, it was MySpace days <laughs> when I started. Right. Well, how, how old were you? What? When, 91. Uh, I was, what is that, uh, 89, 94. And Sean's, Sean said he was one. <laughs> so you guys were taking shit, still shit. Yeah, we're still shit. <laughs> and I was forming Cataclysm. Yeah, so. you were starting Cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then, and then, you know, we're in the second wave mm -hmm. of the metal movement, right? Yeah. We came up with uh, those three waves, I believe. We came up with the hypocrisies mm -hmm. uh, and on bands like that. Before us, it was like, uh, you know, the Morbid Angels and I think DSide a couple of years before, Cannibal Corpse. That was all that, that right big before. wave, first one, obituaries and all yeah. that. The Road Runner days, yeah. you know. And then we came out uh, right under, like right after Dismember, I think it was like the him the hypocrisies yeah. stuff like that and after us then there was the niles the cryptopsy the third kind the of third. way but cryptopsy was there with us you Pretty know much. through the whole time yeah. yeah they just got signed later they got signed later know? on yeah yeah so you guys you guys got signed to nuclear blast right off the bat or was that the first label that band was on we got on uh we got offered from other labels but nuclear blast the first record deal we signed wow. so um, you've been with them yeah. ever since ever since that's you know? crazy and that I mean, it's 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 um, it's a rare thing, I think. And like, you know, we we were ninety one. I signed in 90, 93. Yeah, so years we signed. We were the only band in Canada at the time uh, that were signed. That was signed because Gorgas was on Roadrunner, yep. and then they got dropped after two records, I oh, think. Damn, I didn't even know that. I remember. I, I remember that. hearing they had sold only. I think considered dead. No, Ed, uh, Erosion of Sanity had sold. Uh, I think twenty or twenty-five thousand units, and I remember Roadrunner like, "Oh, that's nothing. You're out." These days, it's crazy, man. Twenty thousand, I guess. Yeah, he's still fucking like, five thousand, ten thousand. Like, whoa! 
so such a different in contrast, you know. Yeah. It's like oh, they only did twenty five thousand in the states, buy yeah. or something like Later that. Guys. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so it's just different times, you know. But uh, then they got dropped. We got signed, and we were the only signed band for a while. Really, you know. And I'm talking about death metal, that world. You know, we were, you know, even Voivod wasn't signed at that time, or a very small label, wow. and so it was kind of like all eyes on us at that time. You yeah. know, like talking about early 90s and stuff so it was, a t- it was it was a cool time man different, yeah way you know? different. different i feel like it was just more i don't know was it less stressful you think way more organic more than organic, it is now yeah. like in the sense in the sense of it's like um you everything was allowed and it was kind of <laughs> like everybody would you know the, the scene itself was kind of like you know there was a lot of competition between the bands it was a scene like a local scene yeah. that was super heavy and as important as let's say uh, when nationals or international bands would come in, mm-hmm. the local scene, you know, you had all your little posses at the concerts looking at each other, you know, <laughs> I plays in this band and this. And yeah. there was this thing, and, and it made us uh, compete against each other, but it made us better. That's cool. As musicians, yeah. you know, like like here are the dudes in, in Cryptopsy, here's the dudes in Gorgots, mm-hmm. here's the dudes in Antagonists, or like all these other bands that were there. Yeah. And, and, and Necronomicon and all these other bands. So it's like created a healthy environment, although, you know, there's a lot of bickering and a lot of crap going on. Uh, In the end, especially fast forwarding to now, Mm -hmm. we all respect each other. You know, we all have a good relationship. But back then it was everybody at each other's necks, you know, like who's going to put the next more brutal record or whatever. So, yeah. So it it was it was just a different time and uh, more honest, I would say. Now it's like people. My opinion, just say whatever they want to say, I know. Uh, just to please, right? They're like, there's, there's this kind of disconnect with reality happening a little bit. I, I find, I you feel know, like, like that is the case. There's a lot of people that I'm like, man, this person needs to come back to earth. You know, saying that a lot about people, I'm like, you need to come back down. <laughs> right, you know right. There's this realistic thing that doesn't exist anymore, and I don't know. You know, maybe that's the part of being old, getting old. I think it is. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean. I've definitely noticed as I've gotten older, I mean, I'm 33, so I'm not fucking old, but as I've like, when I reached like 30, it's like, I started to like calm down on certain things. And I think I started to get slightly less irritated with things. (laughs) There's still things obviously we all have that like tick us off and make us maybe, you know, uh, rage a little bit. (laughs) The patience is thin when you're young Mm -hmm. and then it gets better and then it gets thin again as you get older. So it's like... (laughs) Kind of that thing, uh, you know. It, the cool thing is is traveling all these years and seeing everything evolve. Yeah, I think has made sharper uh, also in the in the business. You know, I I dived right in the business side of things quickly. I didn't stay only in the, as a musician oh, no. because I saw a lot of crap out there. And yeah. A lot of things bothered me. I'm the type that can't stand still that I see something that's wrong yeah. or a band yeah. getting you know, treated the wrong yeah. way or whatever. Yeah. That's how I accidentally got into management when was you know, that? for bands. Like, when did that start like officially? 2007 thing? or eight, I, oh, I believe. I, I was touring a lot and uh, meeting all these bands, freaking out. And I'm like, why don't you do it this way? And they were like, huh. well, I never thought of it that way. And well, I said, well, huh. You know, you got to look at ang- different angles of things and not everything you see is the way it looks, mm-hmm. you know, like as tough as that sounds. Sometimes something, uh, there's an angle to it and, and you got to figure it out, you know, and sometimes it's just stupid stuff that wasn't, uh, you know, in front of you and you're not seeing it. So I kind of have that ability of, 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 you know, seeing 
the weaknesses right away. <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of like I kind of fix those things quickly and then you move because that's what drags you down as a band. And, you know, it, it takes a longer time to get to where you want to be when you think everything is great. You got to look at all the defects first also. Yeah, you know? yeah you're right. It, we're kind of taught of we're taught not to do that or look, you know, always be positive, positive, positive. But mm -hmm. if you get your negatives, then you can fix them. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. You know, remember when Flesh got Apocalypse, it was it was, you know, in, incredible band. And I was like, there's just some of the organization around them before I got in. I was like, it was just kind of like this can't be can't make sense for them. You know, <clears throat> when did we you start managing those guys? Huh? When did you start managing Flesh God? Well, right it's 10 years now oh wow it's been 10 years yeah 10 years that band's yeah. come a and long then, way and it's insane to yeah. see it we worked we worked real hard and and you know trying to put them in the right places and 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 then fighting some uphill battles with certain things but in the end it's it's like they're just such a great band and the image is so strong yeah. and, and uh, they're so determined right yeah and then you got the italian factor which is like <laughs> can be counterproductive when you know because i'm italian also and then you this going on bah, 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 you know and it's like <laughs> I, I remember it being that the year that i that i uh signed them i was touring cataclysm with them with flesh oh, in okay. the states and, uh, and i remember the tour bus i just looked through the like, the window and i just saw all the italians in the round circle <laughs> having a meeting you know yeah, yeah. and I saw is this and then like the thing and close it like this and it was just screaming out of their lungs you know like just because Jesus. of some shit that was going on yeah and i and then and then you have a lot of that fire right yeah. but that's also the thing that feeds them as a band so is, you yeah. got to tap in the the, str the strength mm -hmm. you know of every mm -hmm. band has its own strengths its own uh identity that you gotta that you gotta tap into yep. and then hopefully that gets the crowd to like you because in the end you could be the best band in the world but if you don't have appeal that's going to be difficult yeah you know so so yeah so it's a i like it it's challenging so i kind yeah. of felt to that you know didn't like the touring angle you know what happened lately with john finberg oh yeah right so i'm sure we're going to long time into coming <laughs> so, so so that dude you know yeah. like kind of made me want to start an agency mm. with Tom with so Seth. that kind of lit the fire under your ass it was, it was a 50 percent because of him because he was such an asshole with bands and yeah and he was booking off. a lot of them then too you know you and you're starting off as a band and he's like i'm gonna give you 50 bucks and that's what you're gonna get for the next you know five years and yeah. you know he just just abuses bands left and right and if you pop by yourself then he likes you then he's uh, willing to yeah. pay more. like he's just one of those you yeah. know not there's no development behind it yeah he's not you know how that. We, you know how we do it with continental oh it's, yeah we were developed yeah you know, right that's exactly I, I what have, we do my mentality is to develop because mm -hmm. you know there needs to be somebody that's going to give bands a chance, move them in the right direction. Other, if you do it with management or you do it with an agency, yeah, you you you're given the chance, right? And that's that's the thing. Everybody deserves a shot. If you mess up your shot, that's up to you, right? But that's, at least yeah. we give the opportunity. And if we see an angle or an opening where we can give the band more money, more exposure, yes. why not? Everybody wins. Exactly. You as an agent, you've seen it. Oh yeah, hundred percent, right? man. I mean, a good band that I've I've brought up before is um, Rivers of Nile, for example. I mean, that band, you know, they really great. I work yep. great with them. Uh, even their manager Ben, we're all we're all on the same page. 
and we yeah, all work hard and we all do our, you know, we do our job, you know, full, you know, hundred percent and, and just look at them. I mean, their last headliner after the new record came out crushed, mm-hmm. you know, the nose for it too. Right. Yeah. Like you, you, I remember you, you telling me that this band, yeah, yeah. it's going to go places. Yeah. And then like, you had so many cool bands like that, that you get yeah. called right away. And then we put attention. In. Yeah. And instead of you, the other angle, of a Finberg, which is like, I'm just going to plug this hole with this band mm-hmm. and, and then whatever, they're serving a purpose. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's a different way of seeing things. And, and I thought that the industry only had John Finberg for mid-level bands and lower class bands that are trying to build. Mm-hmm. And all we had was him, him. Yeah. And, and he booked cataclysm, you know, oh, he did. the only thing, the only he booked Cataclysm, yeah. not many tours, maybe two. Oh, okay, so very short. Because I lost it. I mean, I lo- you know me. Oh I'm yeah, sure. you lost your shit. <laughs> I can't deal with somebody like that. That's kind of like trying to put a you know nobody puts foot in my neck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and um, you know if you can't change the game, you got to become the game. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Oh. So I I, I kind of like you know um, uh, I, I I I took on. Mm-hmm. The booking thing. I was like, Steph, you're the biggest. Yeah, but you and Steph go way back. Did, yeah. did you I guys mean, meet because of um, him being a promoter? Steph booked the first Cataclysm show ever in Canada. Get out of here. Or, or was the second. That's how I met him. Oh, wow. So you guys like connected yep. pretty much right away? And then, and, the, and, then um, and I was like, he came to the show. He was like this little kid with braces. And I was like, <laughs> this is the promoter? I go to my manager at the time because we had a manager that was kind of working the band at the time yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. I was, I was, I think I was, only, I was only seventeen or eighteen or something, and yeah. and then uh, I was like, make sure you get the fifty bucks right away, <laughs> <laughs> or a hundred dollars. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't trust this dude, you know. Yeah, but yeah. the guy was awesome. And Steph was his first show. I think there was like oh, what? maybe I don't know fifty people in there. I don't remember. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, um, it was we. It was only our sake. But I, I remember. Um, um that he he was totally like you know um nervous but professional already really so, so like right just kind of like you know this guy's gonna go places and then a year later he's doing cannibal corpse wow he was that quick literally yeah a year later a year later he was doing cannibal corpse i remember the jailhouse rock no jailhouse rock the backstreet underground is the club okay and sold out in montreal people. right yeah, in Montreal, sold out. Uh, he killed it, and I think it was Cat Samuel, a bunch of bands. Anyways, he killed it on that, and then he um, totally uh, got big and strong, and then dealt with guys like John Finberg because Jim, he had most of all the bands. Yeah, I know. You know? At the time, he so, had the mid-level like death metal bands, right? And the big ones too. I mean, he was doing more with Angel, everybody at that time. Wow. Also, so he, you know, he got big. And and he was the he was the agent for <clears throat> any band that's coming in that wants shot at this. He's yeah. the bank guy, right? So Finberg for a long time was like that. And then uh, what happened is, is um, you know, I told him at some point I, I was in Chicago and I told him, look, you know, we're gonna I'm I'm talking to Robert at Century Media and who wants to come on board with me and start this agency and uh-huh. wants to fund it so that we can get thing going because we need an alternative to all the possible for any bands to develop under John Finberg. It's going to be a mess. And some yeah. of the promoters that were out there were too small mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of like a tough thing. And I remember I was working also with Ash at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and I think he was doing EE booking. He probably like, was doing EE, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and what then, he first started with. Was, yeah, I help him with that. I help mm -hmm. also uh, um, Thunderdome, which was the, the Dan Rosenblum. So yeah. my, I have my hands involved in booking for yeah, a long time. Yeah, you've known each other for a while. I, build a, I help build a lot of agencies in the beginning. I just try to give them some support, some strong bands, especially from Europe and stuff like that, to give them a boost. And uh, I was always doing it um, in a way to, to create competition because I think that's healthy. I know that yeah, there's a no, lot of views on that today, but I, 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 I'm still a, a firm believer that competition improves you. And, and um, having, you know, him having all these other agencies around him, it kept everybody on their game, you know. So yeah, and then Steph just, you know, moved to California. Uh, we got him in, and uh, he he just, you know, he was the guy because I said, hey, you're a promoter. You know, it works on both sides. Yeah, you know both things, both sides of it. So so, so I said, you're the perfect guy for this, and uh, you know, he's he's just great, and you know, we're happy to have you on board as well. And I think the agency, unfortunately, now we're stuck in this place where we can't do much, you know. But yeah. um, but I think I, I, when it comes back. We're going to be ready. We're going to go full force. It's, yeah. People have asked me, like, so what are you, are you going to stop doing this? I'm like, no, there's no way I could stop. I just love the challenge. I think that's why yeah. I've never stopped because I just, like, I can't sleep until, like, you know, the challenge just keeps <laughs> me going. <laughs> but you know what? Like, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to be realistic with this. I mean, obviously, some yeah. people to do other things for a little bit. Um, this is not going to go away. Um, yeah. You know, I have also some direct contacts in Europe and, and some of the, you know, people that are doing the open airs and all that stuff and how things are moving and how they're looking. <clears throat> and we're looking to be like this for, for a while. And I know nobody wants to hear this, but I predict that, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, so don't take my word for it. But <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of social problems that are going to cause delays in a lot of things. Like, you know, not everybody's going to want to take the vaccine when it comes out. For it's going sure. to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of that. Things like that that's going to drag into 2021. Yes. So as you've seen, you've canceled devastation already. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that was what, March? March. Uh, well, it would have. this one would have started in um, mid-February. Mid okay. February 14th. So 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 yeah so look we're canceling january february i canceled already a tour in march yeah. it, it's gonna go all the way to april now i think by the end of the year the, you know let's say nothing changes by november december oh yeah you're, you're looking at the first half of 2021 yeah, the first six months gone yeah so so the idea is to start with the open airs in the summer yeah of, tw of 2021 is the idea if it doesn't start in the summer of 2021, <laughs> street's going to be in serious trouble because I don't see bands surviving this another year like this. It's going to be very tough. Yeah. You know, there's some bands that could do it. They, they walk away for a little bit. They come back to it, get another job. And, they, you know, they're not, there was never the mean of, of living from this. Yeah. But mid-level bands that were living from it, depending on it, mm -hmm. the touring, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are going to be in a in a in a very rough position coming next year. They already are now. Oh, they already you are see now. Yeah, already, the foundations is now starting to appear. Um, so we're hoping that that we can get at least the open airs going, so there's some sort of funding and some money that starts Something running in back through. into everybody. Yeah, and then in the fall of 2021, hopefully some tours start. Yeah. 
uh, as the vaccine or whatever starts making its rounds everywhere and, and, and then it starts getting better. And then 2022 is when they think everything will be back to where it was. It was but yeah. damaged. It's, it's not going to be like it was. Everything great and everybody's getting the big money or whatever. It's, it's going to be, be damaged. Yeah, it's going to be damaged. It's going to be definitely a, a bit different. It's not to be death and gloom or anything. It's again, I'm a realistic person. I see things though for what they are, um, and that's what that's where we're going. This is assuming everything else stays normal, which exactly. we're not seeing that either, right? We're seeing yeah, all it's been stuff going on everywhere. So yeah, it's like this whole like you know the shutdown all that or you know the pandemic to me officially started in like mid March. So it's like now we're about to hit October. So if it's like really there's nothing positive that you know like a vaccine or anything comes out by the end of the year it's like the first half of next year is pretty much gone yeah and and, and now you know someplace we never left the first the first wave yeah so now we're gonna bite in it and then there's gonna be the second wave that's appearing now in europe and mm -hmm. places and we'll see Look, you got to look at history. You know, people got to stop freaking out because you got to look at history with flus. You know, yes. if there was something else, if there was something else like the plague, okay, <laughs> panic, you know, high or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A flu is different and it, you just got to research. You know, you can't trust the politicians. They're all crazy. They're all bullshit. They're yeah, going to tell stop. you whatever needs to be. They're all going to, they all have an agenda, right? One's going to blame the other You're for right the death. You're 100% right about that. You don't trust that. But trust history, always history, because history says flus, the maximum length they last is about two to three years. Then they die yeah. out. So Spanish flu, that was the case, you know, lasted three years. They didn't have no vaccines back then. It just went away. So this will go away or it will stay as a very weak strain, you know, because that's what happens with these things. They keep moving. Mm -hmm. Like right now, mm -hmm. they say it's more contagious than before. And, and and what happens is that it's easier to transmit, but as becoming easier to transmit becomes weaker. Yeah, that's why it's less deaths. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind I mean, of scientific. Yeah. You know, trust the science. You know, again, it's not a muzzle. Wear the mask. That's right? all. <laughs> you know, people are just you know freaking Fucking out about you know, they're gonna shut me up. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, my philosophy is this: your one percent chance of getting it, it's enough for me to wear the mask. Yeah, <laughs> even if one percent true. Or hoax or bullshit, even if it's 1%, I'm wear wearing the mask. a mask. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then just get through it for now. You know, it's easier than putting your shoes on. It really and is. So, so, the, so I, you know, I just see it like that. I just want to get back to work. I want to get back to, to touring. And, you know, I mean, I'm still working. You know, yeah, I can't, you're doing more I'm an alcoholic. You know, yeah, I, I know. Well, you're doing more behind the scenes stuff. I did my first tour when I was 19. Yeah. Overseas. Check this out. Overseas. My first tour. Well, my first tour ever was in 1995. I think I was 19 or 20. Yeah. It was with, it was Deicide. Oh, wow. On the Legion record. Oh, right? yeah. Which was a classic one. They were classic. going into, yeah, they were going into Once Upon the Cross. So it was like, damn, yep. brutal truth. Uh, there was Cathedral on there, which didn't make sense on on that package. And yeah. then it was uh, Sinister, Cataclysm, Flesh Crawl. It was like, Holy shit. The and this is Europe. Forever it was overseas in Europe in front of a thousand people a night, and I was in like a tour bus. I was like spoiled, spoiled right came off back, the bat. <laughs> yeah, came back to the U.S. and then I got the what's it called, the reality check. Yeah, know? yeah. Van, sleeping in it. Yeah, you know, no food, Taco Bell. Yeah, we did it all. <laughs> Just... So, so it was great because that that 
gives you your chops and that that gives you reality yeah, right no, it does. it's what you need to do the albans that need to reality go through check that. yeah sorry we're going left and right with all oh, kinds no, of it's fine dude it's 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 how i like doing these episodes just it's talking about everything it's not more like i'll ask people like a few different questions and just topics and we just go off on them that's all <laughs> right um someone in the chat asked what's what's the hardest hardest part about being in a band what do you see? the hardest part about being in a band well i would say that it, first of all it, it's you know being around the other guys in the band because <laughs> you have to you have to be more than a family you know you what do. i mean you have to you have to be best friends and you got to get along with everybody and everybody has to have which is extremely important everybody has to have the same direction mm -hmm. you know you you got to go you got to go into that that idea that um, you're all pulling in the same place if one's one side the other's pulling the other way you're gonna have problems yeah. so that's that's the first thing right yeah after that it, it's you know being your biggest critic because you know you have to be hard on yourself uh, mm -hmm. on your music and, and understanding that you're doing the best because you're gonna think you're great but you know unless Ours other people are telling you you're great you know you might not be <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you can have like 10 people in front of you. Everybody says you suck. There's a small chance you might be sucking. <laughs> so, so, so I think you got to be, you know, getting along with the guys in your band. Yeah. You know, understanding the way they see things, you yeah. know, making sure that you're in the same direction, pulling everybody together, going ahead. Yeah. And your biggest critic. Those yes. are the three things I think that are the beginning of, um, getting started in a band for sure and definitely and yeah and just being successful there's a lot yeah. of bands that just go success so comes when all those things are to put together right yeah when they're aligned and, and, and then you have a little bit of luck mm -hmm. the, i'm at the right place i do believe that i believe that too and then and then um you know just just hard work don't say don't take no for an answer just keep working just hard keep and you know yes no you're right have you he also asked, have you attended any sort of WWE event? Because it seems to be a common thing among metal music groups. I've seen clips of Corey Taylor, Travis Barker, David Draymond, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, at like uh, at, at wrestling? Yeah, WWE. Events? Yeah. No, I, I've never been to one. I would love to, I, I would have loved to see him. I mean, more, more back then. Yeah, you know, like WWF days. <laughs> That's what I grew up on too. Yeah. WWF is what yeah. I loved as a I kid. I stopped. I stopped right after The Rock was gone. Was it after that? I kind of, I think I was like when they transitioned, you, when they changed it from from WWF to WWE. I was still watching, yeah. and then I slowly phased out because I was, I just wasn't into it anymore. It just right the early days like WWF, WCW. I dude, that was prime. prime. Right, right, yeah, you had all of them. You know, Rick Flair, Steve Austin, like I, you know, yeah, See, that was the era that. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, most, you know. it's cool that they're like they are like code you know code orange and stuff like they're <laughs> like you know there's these wrestlers that are like repping them and like using their music as their entrance music and stuff like Super that. Cool. Yeah, it is. it's pretty fucking well, rad to see it. Head, right, so yeah. a lot of heads. Yeah, it's been cool to see that because that's that's never. I mean, that never really that never happened before. It happened back in the day with a band called Stock Mojo, I believe. Oh yeah. In, in Atlanta, they they were always involved with the wrestlers because that was their headquarters, I think, where they trained. Yeah. So 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 I think that we always 
you know, wrestling and metal always dabbled with each other. Like they always for you know, sure. kind of were in the same world a little bit, but it kind of, um, you know, got more extreme with time. Right? Yeah. So now they rep shirts and stuff on got stage, the on, the, on the ring and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. The entrance music. They come and to stuff. shows. Even like, did you ever, did you see that video or um, of uh, Code Orange performing on WWE? I think it was WWE oh. or NXT. Are you serious? Yeah, they performed oh, on. They they like um, did the intro song or whatever uh, for one of the wrestlers. I forget his name, and like That's the wrestler was coming out, you know, his entrance, and the band was like performing the song. It was fucking rad. Oh, I was well, really shocked great. by I it. Never, I never seen that. Yeah. Talk about big promotion. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. I think that's what really that that definitely helped that band, Code Orange. I think that's like oh, that yeah. band definitely. Um, I'm not like crazy about them, so to say. Like I'm not like oh my god, I love this band. I'm, but I, I think what they're doing is cool, and like they're just came. It just came at the right time did. again. You know, I mean, they're experimenting with their sound too, which is cool. Yeah, and they're and they're dirty. Yeah, you know, sound dirty and kind of like it's polished and dirty at the same time. And I think that's it is. There's an to that. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, and the name is great. I love the name. name. It used to be Code Orange Kids (laughs) when they were kids when they started. I'm happy they got rid of the word. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. (laughs) If I was their manager, like that. that Yeah, yeah, we're doing Code Orange. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So the new Cataclysm record. Um. Did you guys yeah. do anything different this time around for this record? Um, yeah, a few things. I mean, we we like we, uh, we did change. We changed the guitar tones. Yes, we went uh, from a six string to a seven. Yep. Same with the bass, four to five, and uh, yeah. that automatically changes your dynamics. You know, when you do yeah. that uh, on sound. I thought it was time for us to take a gamble like that. Jeff wanted to do that for a while, but we never really moved forward with it. And then we decided this time it, it was the right. Yeah, yeah, let's just do it. I mean, I know it's crazy to try something like that uh, after 14 <laughs> records, <laughs> but, but but I thought it was the right time because I I, I felt like we need to get and back on the radar in a different way, and we have to connect also uh, with a little with the younger uh, generation yeah. that's behind us. Um, <clears throat> there is a gap that happens, you know, like we're in our 40s, and then like you get all this kids that are like 16 17 you want to kind of put that type of fan base yeah, so you got to change things you got to modernize so that's what we did with the sound uh we were super lucky on this record we took colin richardson out of retirement to do the album so oh, that was shit. a big I didn't thing. Even realize that. Wow. dude that guy that guy's a legend you know what i mean yeah it's I know. Like, it's touched everybody from machine head slipknot carcass napalm death like and the list goes just on yeah producer yeah so we were lucky because JF knew Chris Clancy, which is a great songwriter and used to be in the Mutiny Within, was signed on Roadrunner. Oh, I remember he, that band. Holy yeah. shit. Then, I haven't heard that name in a yeah, while. Yeah, he's a great writer and a great producer as well. And he was friends with JF. They were working on some indie rock stuff. And Colin Richardson ended up um, you know, being in the picture because he mentioned his name. And Jeff was like, we love that guy. I mean, yeah. anyway, we songs and he could check out if he'd be interested to do the next cataclysm he says it was a long shot he heard the demo tracks and the, pre- the pre-production and he was just like wow i gotta do the band so wow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna so we got lucky dude it's like he came out and Perfect um, timing too yep again the timing timing and and he he picked the record up and then just give it a production like this i mean yeah. it's like i mean it sounds it, amazing it was, dude. it's the best sounding record we've ever done and i gotta give a lot of props to those two producers and jf obviously he's the main guy behind our sound but yeah a guy's touch he just touches it and it's it, like boom you know it's, it's like gold 
Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I got to, you know, he's in his 60s. Is he? Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I got to get you before we get to 70. You, know? <laughs> you got to get another record in with me. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's totally in. And, and that was your, just, that's your guy. Yeah. That's your guy's first time working with him. So, right. so it's cool because uh, actually it was recorded at Andy Sneep's uh, backstage studios in, in England. Yeah. Oh. So they used his studio. Okay. Colin Richardson was in his studio. So all these big dudes were kind of like, you know, touching on the record and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that definitely worked out well. Yeah, I definitely noticed that it was like heavier. It sounded better too. The production's like way better too. Uh, yeah, the arrangements are a bit better. Uh, it's a, you know, a lot some of catchy riffs too that get stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, but that's Cataclysm. Yeah, you know, you always had them. We've never been over the top, and, no. and uh, we were over the top on our first few records, you know, back in the day when I was playing bass, and, and, and Sylvain was the vocalist, and an album like Temple of Knowledge, I remember Gene Hoagland, and mm -hmm. all these dudes would come out to shows freaking out because it was an, a, a way ahead of its time, you know, I had like every song had like 40 riffs or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy time, you know, Cataclysm was just kind of doing the stuff, and, and um, with time, we, we we wanted to be the most extreme band on the world. We got that title in 96. And then at that time, when we did that, we didn't feel like it was the place to stay. I got you. And, and we decided to be more of a writing songs, you know, things that are memorable. And yeah. and I took over the vocals that the band became a little bit more on the groove end. When did things. You get, I'm a big, big Pantera fan. Yeah. I think I brought a lot of that in. When did you take over vocals? What year? Or uh, ninety-eight, I believe. Oh, okay, so not yeah. not that long after. Uh, I've done I've done twelve out of the fourteen records, so yeah. basically, yeah. But still, people, you know the, how it goes. Uh, <laughs> you know the old singer, you know, two, songs, you know, <laughs> two albums, two albums, man. <laughs> right, but you know, to give him props, yeah, without him. Without him, there'd be no cataclysm really? because he was the, he was a driving force in the beginning, and you know, again, luck, bad luck, whatever it is, it's all the stars aligned, and then you're here or you're not. You know what I mean? So, did he just not want to do it anymore? He started suffering from schizophrenia, oh. and uh, it created a big, big, big gap, uh, like between all of us, and a big problem. You know, it's like in the studios, it was always a mess. Yeah. He yeah. would sing over solos, sing over everything. Some people thought that was super original, but you know there was no space for music. Yeah. It became very, yeah. very chaotic uh, songwriting. And he wanted to add two drummers, two four guitar players, and it's like, yeah, he, he went off the deep end a little bit, and we couldn't kind of control him anymore. Yeah. So that that was kind of the big problem at that time. Um, I remember going to see Deicide. Um, I think I believe it was Demolition Hammer or something like that oh. in Montreal. It, it, the packed about fifteen hundred people in there it was crazy, and I remember being in the back of the crowd with him, and he was saying, "Glenn is looking at me right now. He's he's he's, he's like, you know, what? he knows I'm here. You know, all this type of stuff that was coming out of his mouth, and I was just like, dude, the guy's just doing a show. It's probably high as a motherfucker right <laughs> yeah, now. He's in he's, front of fifteen hundred people. Guy, he's looking at you, dude, and you're, you're like, we're all the way in the back, and he's like saying, like, you know, we got to go to war and all this shit, and I was just like, dude, what? Yeah, yeah. He kind of, you know, I don't want to talk bad about him or anything, because you know, I still kind of, you know, miss him a little bit because we were, we came up, we built it together. Yeah, in yeah. Especially in the beginning, but it's just, 
is is when you lose your mental state, right? Yeah. There's no coming back from that. Like all the damage you make or the damages you create, it's kind of like. So we kind of the band disintegrated right after that, and then we kind of we were we were not a band for about six months, and then we kind of reformed with me on the vocals, and JF had quit. Mm-hmm. Nobody could work, you know. So then everybody wow. came back formed cataclysm in a different way and we, we kind of just broke away from the past completely and put a really really controversial record out called victims of this fallen world mm-hmm. and when we released that record um all hell broke loose you know i remember doing the first show and getting beers thrown at me and all kinds of shit Jesus. And like, <laughs> well he was a legendary singer you know it was like he was popular because right. of his craziness exactly. so here comes me you know and people were like time pissed I, right away it's like here i come on stage and they're like dude fuck off you know oh <laughs> it's like God. you know and i was opening for morbid angel so now you got morbid angel fans oh, that are like sylvain fans because they're gonna be more on that end yeah of this from like very conservative kind of metalheads and like very like straight like this and and i was just like fuck you know and they was wearing a deftone shirt i remember oh no they were yeah oh no <laughs> I remember this. I remember it. The whole first lineup. This is on our hometown, Montreal, yeah. which we sell out venues with with the whole lineup. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like this. No. Yeah, yeah. During the whole set, oh, dude. Oh man. That's enough to quit. That's, That's enough, enough to quit. You're not wrong. That would. Wow. Guess what? I did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Never take no for an answer. Push you through. Go back Just push. Say, Maybe we do suck a little bit right now. Yeah. Let's reevaluate. So we retouched the band sound and redid a bunch of things and came back strong and got signed to Nuclear Blast right away again. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because we, we, we did it. with the transition, we got off the label oh. for a year and then re-signed right away. And that's that was the beginning of the new Cataclysm. Wow. Wow. So wow. year 2000, that would, that would be the year that we kind of resurrected and, just, and we haven't stopped since. So 20 years straight yeah, uh, with this lineup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember when I found out you were the singer from Cataclysm, I'm like, holy shit, I'm talking to the singer from Cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's one of, that's oh, one of my two bosses. Know. What the fuck? <laughs> that's him? <laughs> this Ooh. fucking guy? No. <laughs> Guys, the singer of Cataclysm? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, dude. So we got another question. Will XDO be making a comeback tour? And have you ever thought of making a song with Peter with Vader? That's actually an interesting question with Vader because yeah, I'm friends with Peter and uh, I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, we did a festival, I think two years ago in Europe and he was playing right before Cataclysm on, on, in Germany and he, he we hanged out a little bit. Right. Uh, he's a great singer uh, and a great yeah, I'd love to do something with Vader. Yeah, why not? Exdale, we're in the middle of a record right That's now. That's right. Yeah. Are you guys uh, recording it right now, or just writing right now? Finishing up. We're finishing up uh, the the pre production for it, and then uh, I'm entering studio probably the first week of November. I I believe that's the time. That's the the schedule we have right okay. now. But uh, it's a crazy record, dude. It's it's very twisted and very dark, and okay. like it's just different. It's, it's, Creepy, yeah, it's crazy because I have uh, Clemens from um, Carrick Angren that's doing the entire orchestra orchestral score, oh, and okay. this guy dude, is from another planet, man. And it's like I told him I want to get everybody transported back to ancient Rome. You're in the Colosseum, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're there, or you're in the battlefront. Like I want, but I want to do it 
I mean, this record's based on Nero. You know, it's called the 13 Years of Nero. That's going to be the album's full concept record. And I said, I want to transport people to that twisted, crazy mind of his. And I just, you got to bring <laughs> something there. And this guy, what he created on this record is fucking insane. And uh, so that's almost done. And he's also uh, works with Lindman, which is the Rammstein singer. Oh, he's the he's the guy that does he does all the orchestras for him yeah holy so so yeah and and we just got him right now we just we just finished uh, a deal with dc comics oh and they are on the soundtrack for the new batman comics that are coming out yeah they're like featured in it like they're at the they're at the credits at the end they're like that's their song so and then they'll be they'll have the mother the the song monster is going to be on the on the seat on the cd or the soundtrack and they are the only i feel so old saying cd now <laughs> it does feel <laughs> <laughs> so so they're they're you know so they they are um they're going to blow up off this thing Dude, that know, band has that. come like only street band and that's on it so i know and you've been how long you've been managing Carrick ingram for now eight years i think wow. you know i remember I, I remember seeing them like had to be like five years ago for the first time in Fort Worth and just be blown away by them. That's like, this man has it. Touchable image. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So they're to- total, you know, they were kind of in the black metal scene a little bit. And yeah, I feel like at first, of, right? right? We moved away from it and then went more into the horror yeah. type of thing because that's what fits for them. That's what they are. And, you know, they're just great live. And, and I, I was like, you know, we got that stuff. So he's on the record. He, he, he got all the orchestra. Then I got Jeremy Kling yep. from The Absence. Oh, yeah. And, he's uh, playing drums. He's playing drums on the record. Fuck yeah, he's and, amazing. Uh, I love him because he's, bring, he's reminding me of Max, my old drummer. Yeah. He has this, like, simplistic but, like, bluesy type of, like, rhythmic groove mm-hmm. beats. And it's not over the top. It just leaves, let, it lets a lot of... Uh, and right. he leaves a lot of space for the music to breathe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's really cool. Yeah, he's so, not, yeah, he's always I been such a good drummer. If you liked Caligula as a record, uh, this one's going to be close to that, but more technicality. And uh, it's it's we're, we're anxious to release it. I think it's going to be a very strong album. So that's great. Will that one be coming out on Napalm? Are you doing that on Napalm? It's on Napalm. Right. That's on Napalm. I believe it's the last record on the Napalm uh, deal. And then. Uh, and then we will push this live. I'm going to be pushing this live heavily. Yeah, I remember now. you telling me even I think yeah. last year. It's time. You're yeah, like, we time. gotta, we're gonna do the XDO thing, bring it back yeah. toward again. Yeah. And then everything got screwed. I mean, my <laughs> my my first tour was off this uh, with this idea in mind was with Flesh God in Europe. So oh, it's Flesh God wow. Apocalypse oh. XDO in Europe. Yeah. Jeez, man. But we'll do something in the states and. Uh, you know, we'll see, but uh, we are we are definitely uh, putting a lot of energy in this. Yeah, because it's been about how long has it been since an XDL record came out? Not too long, no, actually. The, like the Immortal Wars came out, uh, I believe, three years ago. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. So it's not too long no, ago. Not really. Trying, trying to close those gaps because because of Cataclysm eats so much of my time. It, it's 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 uh, in management and the, all the stuff I'm doing that. You know, I, usually it's four or five years between the XDO records, but this time we're trying to kind of cut it off. And this thing kind of helps in a way that we're all home. And yeah, you got a lot of time. Nothing. So we're kind of like, yeah, let's let's just get this record done. Yeah, now. I mean, this is like, I mean, I've said it before. To, I mean, I've said it before many times. It's just like this is like the the right time for a lot of bands to really buckle down and write 
and even create content and everything and just yeah you know and I, i'm working also on my solo album um oh. invictus it's called yeah. and that's uh, I don't know if you told me about that's what i'm with and uh yeah. mainly because it's tattoo right here yeah. and uh basically uh so that that record i'm working with chris clancy on that um and jf too is going to help me a little bit on it and oh. i think i'm going to collaborate with a, with different musicians for this so, yeah and uh so I'm going to do something special with that uh, at the end of the year. I'm going to announce a plan behind it, and and uh, Damn, then I'm going awesome. to. Yeah. So I got I got a couple of things going on, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, got a question. Cataclysm has evolved in so many years from sorcery and victims of the fallen world. Will Cataclysm ever make a re-release with your vocals? Uh, of those records? Yeah. Old ones. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I I did one song that I've redone on the compilation for Nuclear Blast for the Awakener. I did my version of it. Oh, okay. I'm one of those guys that I believe a classic record, the way it was meant to be, should stay. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. In there and re-recording everything and just trying to say, hey, I could do it as well. It's kind of it's like why I don't know. It's 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 not something that I really believe in, to be honest. Yeah. So I I don't think I'll ever touch those records. To be honest, some of the stuff he did, I don't think I can do it. Really? They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, um, he's he's off time. Oh, yeah. But he's time. And, 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 and it's kind of like you're trying to bring that in time, and it's almost impossible because yeah. he's got How like can you do 200 that? just lyrics. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it would be rough. You know, nah. I, I don't think I'll redo any of those songs. I'll re record them. I think I'd like to leave the legacy of what he did the way it is. Yeah. Respect that. Yeah. Um, and then just move forward. Um, but to, to, to the saying, the thing that of the evolution of the band, I think that that's this right now with Unconquered mm -hmm. is a moment that it's a it's a departure from the old sound going into something new. So yeah. we, we we will probably ride this wave uh, for a little bit, you know, into new things. Exactly. Uh, what he said, uh, one last question. Is there any more hot sauces? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Yes, I'm going to release two new ones for the new record. Oh, you are doing well with this thing, man. It's like <laughs> I, I, my father was a chef. I, I don't know if that. Oh, I didn't know that either. That in me, yeah. But really? uh, but um, I I I, I tested this company a while back out of Carolina, and I mean that's the spot to make hot sauces. And I was like, yeah. let's just do this for fun, right? And we we did a hundred of them, and they went like this and i was like whoa this is crazy and then okay. we said hey let's do two more and so every record we're trying to come up with a with a new one like last record was meditation with came narcissist which is the most popular one right now yeah but we're going to release two new ones uh one is called the kill shot for the song perfect for hot sauce and it's name. a scorpion pepper so it's the hottest on the in the world right yeah. so that's like i'll, pa I'll just pass on that one <laughs> yeah that's one of the crazy ones and then i'm gonna have a jalapeno pepper one okay. too that i'm gonna release i'll fuck I haven't, with that chosen the title yet yeah so, so we're, i'm working on two two new ones for this record yeah so that's that's coming out uh, probably in november oh okay yeah. november, so november december, december yeah. new just in time for christmas yeah i know perfect <laughs> I'll, I'll get the jalapeno one i'll pass on the kill yeah. shot <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good you're good on do that. you like the hot shit like that like um spicy of stuff you know i i am a big fan yeah you are I just i like spicy stuff yeah so i, I do like too I, but I'll put that shit every everywhere, you know. Oh but uh, I have here the Carolina Reaper, but in powder, so I throw that shit on everything, you know. Oh man, just sprinkle but, it on. But but I, I can handle it. Yeah. Now, now I'm saying that I'm like, fuck, I gotta throw something. Else. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, show us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. But, but uh, I, I, I like hot stuff. And But it's so funny because yesterday, um, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, you know, a normal jalapeno, I just, I just, I was, just I was barbecuing outside and, and I threw one on the grill and then I ate it and it was the hottest thing I had in my life. I was crying. Really? So, and it was a jalapeno. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, what the hell they injected this thing? Yeah, was why like, was it so? <laughs> dude, crazy. I was crying and that, that's not me. Like, meaning like literally like, oh man. Like literally crying. <laughs> that's fucking wild. Yes. So any other bands on Hard Impact got anything new coming up besides Carrick Ingren and Flesh God? Septic Flesh. Yeah, Septic what's Septic? Flesh is, is studio right now. First first record for Nuclear Blast. I oh. heard the the new songs. They're incredible. So that's that's their this is their big, big moment right now. So the new Septic Flesh, they they're doing with, with Borgren overseas in Sweden. Okay. So that's they're great. they're almost done with the record. Uh the orchestra's Badass. I don't know if anybody's seen their, their show with the orchestra that we put together in Mexico. It was like 3,500 people, and it's like the biggest or orchestral show uh, since Metallica's SNM. You know, like it's 100 people on stage. You know, it was absolutely when was crazy. That? How long ago was that? I gotta look that it's up. It's like a, a year ago, I believe a, a year or two a year ago. It's called Infernus Symphonica. Inferno. And uh, that, that concert was just like wow. It was oh, my go. my biggest accomplishment as a manager was to survive that. <laughs> <laughs> How much planning did something that like that take? Listen, you're you're flying a band from Greece, yeah, Mexico. All right, you're you're organizing with these people that are already part of the of of this organization that has the symphonic orchestra of Mexico for a town that from a town on. I think it was Toluca or something like that. Okay, and you're. You know, you're you're putting all your faith in this because everything could go sideways, million ways to one. You know, like it's oh, just yeah. that many people. So, hey, you have a children choir, full children choir, full stage of all these musicians. The bands rehearsed only three times with them. Oh. Uh, we had to film the whole thing for a DVD with cameras, moving cranes, everything. And here you got me in the middle, and they're kind of like. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this blows up. My career may be over. Yeah, was, this falls that. apart. All these white hairs you see, half of them were from that show. From that. Yeah, I was yeah. I just pulled up the videos. I'm not, I'm not watching them, but it looks insane, dude. But Chris, you know, Chris, Chris from, from Septic Flesh is such a genius. With the, he he, he uh, conducted the whole thing. He wrote wow. all the pieces for everybody in the orchestra. And, you know, so let me tell you an insight on this thing. That yeah, please. If you have a chance, watch it. I think you can. Oh, find I'm it. going to. I, I pulled you it up right it. now. I think it's free on YouTube right now. I'm not sure, but you can you can probably watch it. Yeah. Check this out. Now you got an orchestra. Everybody's sitting down. You're not allowed to, to thrash or do anything or stand up or you know you have to sit down, right? You're not allowed to, to have booze in classical concerts. Yeah. Because it's a classic, like uh, theater. Like it's yeah. made up for that. So basically. They allowed beer for metalheads, so that was a big thing, a big victory for us to have people like feel like they're in a metal concert still. Okay. But uh, the crazy thing is the orchestra, like the entire the, the conductor and all the, the, the musicians. Everybody, yeah. They're not used to metal. Yeah, right? this is, yeah. So they're not used to the fan base. So this is the problem. When they started <laughs> chanting, they uh -huh. couldn't hear their in-ears. Oh, no. So like here you got the guy you know, conducting, and now you got the people in the back. <sighs> yeah, and it's throwing and them off, right? 
I, so the guys, they took their shit off and they were just going like with their own instinct. Yeah. Conducted the whole thing with his own feelings, man. It was insane that they pulled it off. So they all pulled their in-ears out? Huh? So they all pulled their in-ears out? They pulled their, I mean, they couldn't follow it. Yeah. So they got to. So they had to follow the conductor. They couldn't have their own cues anymore. So more even, yeah. So that more organic. Yeah, and then all the musicians were giving the horns. You know, it was a great, great night, man. It was like, did you, you know, go to it? I assume. Yeah, yeah, I flew in for that. I mean, yeah. I had to be there. You had to be there. Yeah, imagine I'm here. Everything goes to shit. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fired, shit, man. Dude, yeah, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, I pulled up the videos. I haven't started. I haven't put them on, but just seeing like the thumbnails and it's. I mean, this looks insane, man. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, thirty. We had we had uh, close to thirty five hundred people sold out show. Um, Jeez, yeah. man, that's intense. How much planning? How long? How months? Month. It had months. to be like at least six yeah. months. Months, and then you had to negotiate, and you had to like you know get and out there, and you know from you know coming from from Greece, uh, you know it's it's it's. It's a lot, know, they man. stayed for a vacation, you know, because you know we're there, so it was cool. Yeah. Now we're planning on maybe doing a second one. Oh, I mean, yeah. hey, this one was successful. Yeah. Why not? With the yeah. same orchestra? Uh, we're thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah. We're, working, we're working on a few things, but I don't know if we'll do it only in Mexico. We have a lot of offers to do it overseas in Europe as well. So yeah, that would I be want rad. With a Roman amphitheater over there would be great. You know, yeah. so we got, we got some ideas, uh, but but yeah. That, so they got a new record coming out. I just put out the new Unleashed the Archers record that's doing that's absolute right. killer. Fans I, exploding. I think, exploding that's 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 like the lightning speed um oh i i i did i saw them live a few years ago i think two years ago yeah i remember when you told me too i was in chicago and i was like i gotta pick up this band they're too good and while he was paying attention i was just seeing them like the crowd you know there were reggie's yeah at 550 people i've been following them for a while before that but i said i never saw them live I Let's don't want to pick up a pen unless I see them live or, or I have some really good feedback on them. And oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I went on there and sold out in advance the whole crowd, like yeah. singing all the lyrics. I was just like, wow. And, and, and I was like, this is absolutely crazy. So, yeah. Wow. So basically, I, 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 um, I, I picked them up. They really, we worked on this record. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a great tour with Dragon Force and then, you know, Pandemic. Right now, I remember. You know, and then we had a, a, a planned Avatar tour as well. I remember that, yeah. And, and about I got that. pushed. So, yeah, so they're kind of like in limbo. Great, great band. I think that you will Tons. hear a lot from them. Yeah. Exploding. Uh, Kara Is- Kangra released a new record this year, too. That's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, so a lot of my band. Infos, yeah, a lot of yeah, it's just I got a good strong roster of bands and Wolf Arts records. Badass. Wolf Arts, amazing. Yeah, I was really stoked to fucking see them. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> perfect on your on your thing. I know. So, so hopefully we can we can do this same lineup or close to the same lineup. What a strong thing. lineup we had! I know. In Christ and everybody. Wow. I mean, a lot of promoters. A lot of, like when we announced the lineup, everyone was just like, "Damn, this is like perfect." Oh, like that. Some people were like doubting it too, and I was like, "I think you're crazy if you're doubting this lineup." No way. There's no doubting on that lineup. There was a few promoters, and I'm like, "Why are you? Why do you think this is not going to do just as well as Dark Funeral Belfagor year? Like, are you crazy? Because they're gonna they lowball you the offer. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
it's a hey man but uh but yeah yeah it's like it's it was like a, a, a like a competing with summer slaughter that package i mean kind of like sure. you know less bands but like very more special very interesting that's, yeah that's what so, the way you know i think you know you know obviously i always came to you and stefan for the for ideas and this one was definitely all of us involved yeah um but yeah, that's like my yeah. whole vision was just I gotta I want to make it special every year. I want to have like band like you know this year was like obviously Rotting Christ coming back. It's been like four years or whatever. But even mm -hmm. like more so like Borknagar hasn't that, been here. That's in crazy. That was twenty one like, yeah. years. The, yeah, the surprise the surprise hit and then Wolfhart on a new record. Wolfhart on, Abigail Williams is on there too. Yeah, too. Abigail's new best. I mean, this that record was their best record since I mean one of their earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. It exploded. Yeah. Well, Big guess time. what? People hey. are going to be hungry when this is over. Oh, people man. People are going to die to go to shows. So, I mean, I'm fucking dying I mean, to go shows. <laughs> not literally dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. You know, every single hungry thing that's for it. Out, yeah, every little show that's happening or whatever right now yeah. is sold out in advance. I know. You can't even Even I feel like even smaller bands are going to capitalize on this. I mean, it's just people there's are... going to be a big... A big, uh, um, you know, uh, attendance. Yeah, we just have to see uh, again where all this is going to head as far as clubs are concerned. You know, if there's still space, if there's going to be a lot of clubs that are still around. Yeah, that's the so. Other there's answer. this big uh, situation where we have to look at everything. Yeah, so that's like the one thing I'm concerned about is just <clears throat> what clubs are going to be around are still standing in a sense. A lot of the small ones are not going to make it, no. unfortunately. Uh, it seems like, like that way. One day they're here, next day they're not. But let's see. It depends on, on how they are able to, to cope with the situation, you know. Look, when it comes to any administration or any uh, people in power, yeah. when it comes to arts, we're always the last. It doesn't I know. Matter it doesn't matter. You know, uh, I think the <laughs> only one out there that said something about artists was Amy Klobuchar, I believe, or somebody like that, Name that said, familiar. like, we need to help these bands and clubs to stay open. You know, it's like, that's I know. the I only mean, thing I've heard. That's it. I haven't heard anything else I, from anybody. So we're kind of like at the bottom of the, the entire thing. And then we're going to be the last ones to come back. I mean, even sports will come back before us. Well, they already are. Yeah. It's just. So, so. Yeah, it's going to be uh, sucking for a while. But uh, when we come back, I think that we're going to have a, a, a very healthy industry. Those who survive this entire thing mm -hmm. are going to benefit from it. That's yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I think whoever is still standing and still here, is they're, they're going to benefit from it. I mean, I'm definitely, I don't see us going away at all. No, well, you know, it depends if you want to leave or if I want to leave. <laughs> You know, I, but, uh, I guess we'll see the next few months, right? <laughs> I, but no, I, I think I think we're you know we were in good shape when this happened. Oh so yeah, I, every year was getting better. We're, yeah, we were we were on I the feel biggest like, at least. coming. I mean, yeah. twenty twenty for us was going to be our biggest year. I was right. And, yeah, and, and twenty twenty one was looking also awesome. So I think that <clears> things are just going <throat> to stop for a while. We're going to have to readjust a few things, but we'll be we'll be back in in, in shape. And look, um, we're going to maybe be a little rusty. You know, yeah, might be beginning. a little rusty. <laughs> you know, I relearn some I, things. I think the trick right now is to continue to book. As if tours are going to happen later and just move that way. Move them. Move them, yeah. Them. But not, Until, I, I don't, like, that's definitely smart to do. But I think the one thing, don't even announce them yet. No, exactly. Because I think when you keep re-announcing, okay, we rescheduled to this one. And then you reschedule. Selling tickets. I think you think you hold the dates. and Yeah, then you hold, hold the dates. Yeah. 
yeah so so let's let's see you know the other the issue i see other than clubs maybe closing down and some of this stuff happening mm -hmm. the other issue i see with all this is going to be um the influx of all the different oh, genres of music yes so, you, so we're always thinking metal but you have to look at again you know like management you got to look at everything around it yeah and and we have dance music we have uh, djs i mean you have you have blues artists rappers uh you have so many different blues uh, i said that there's so many different. different genres that everybody's off so everybody's gonna want to come in at the same time yeah 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 because it's as long the more out of money they are in their you know the rich bands are eating their 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 money also you know and then you know their overheads are not like a typical you know musicians overhead you know like metallica's overhead you know oh, you don't want to know how much they got, they got <laughs> and costs a month right yeah so <laughs> The, the, there's two issues I see. I see that one mm -hmm. with, with clubs being booked solid mm -hmm. with like so many artists every day. Yeah, literally. Plus bands playing, you know, two different clubs of metal, you know, metal bands playing two, three clubs that are different in the same city at the same day. Yeah. That's going to happen. I, I believe that's going to be a major issue. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. um, also the other thing that, that I see as a, as a problem is going to be a uh, um, uh, lack of, of transportations also. Yeah. There's going to be All the bus companies get in the country from Europe. Forget it for a long time. That's the other issue we're going to have. We're out in Christ. We didn't know if they can come in either. Yeah. Because the visas are getting more expensive. They're, they're selective who's coming in. Uh, it's something that takes two months, taking six months. So you got like a lot of issues on the european band side so that's not good for us because you have a lot of european bands a lot of them, and yeah. so so yeah. you have issues that are going to come in yeah right so there's gonna be a backlog of, of also applications and and stuff like that so um we're on it yeah doing the best we can right so so let's be. see let's see so if you're an american band you know talking to uh, bands here and you are um on a smaller level Yep. This is a good chance for you because we're going to need to put you guys out there first. Yeah, the smaller bands. Yep. The other problem we're going to have, that's that's the other thing I wanted to mention, mm -hmm. is we're going to have all the major bands, the big ones that have the money, it. don't need the money right away, even in 10 years. They're, they're still going to be greedy and come in first. So the Metallicas of the world, the, like the, the Iron Maidens. They're all going to come out and, and be like, hey, we're getting old. We've got to come in there and make our last bucks. You know? Yeah. So, Retirement so money. they're, they're going to come in, but they're going to come in at that level that's super high. What I'm talking about is the smaller club levels. You're going to have some of those big bands going safe, mm -hmm. right? And lower. Yeah, yeah. So let's say, for example, in Inflames, they usually would do a thousand cap rooms. It's probably going to come in and be safe and play 500 cap rooms, which is going to all the spots away from all the bands that really need it yeah and that's that's my fear yeah. of analyzing in advance <clears throat> you know that some of these bands are going to kind of downplay it you know and then and then come into clubs where they're supposed to be in theaters or house of blues venues or whatever mm -hmm. so we're going back to the roots a little bit so maybe some bands that are smaller mm -hmm. um you know some some of your unique leader bands or or some of the bands that are smaller uh, that we have that are smaller yeah yeah they are the ones that can benefit in the beginning on touring because they're, they're, there's going to be demand the smaller clubs small small clubs they can get in there them. yeah 150 caps 200 caps and then fill them up and 
have, a, have some sort of revenue. I think that we're going to emphasize on that first because we we're not going to be able to get some of our bigger acts no. to come right away. No, be good. So, exactly. That's how I felt so about it too. That's that's the way I'm looking at this in 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 a you know in a nutshell. You know, we don't we don't know to be honest everything, but yeah, we don't. We're kind of preparing mentally for all of this. You know, that's so all we can do. Nobody's been here before. Nobody nobody could say that you know 100. So yeah. nobody's been here. exactly. No one has. <laughs> Well, awesome, man. Well, Mauricio, thank you so much for doing this episode thank you. with me. It's been great catching up with you and also talk a lot, learn, so no, learning a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we, <laughs> you know, we've always, we always talk about work and stuff like that, you know, what we're doing. So yeah. we never, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about cataclysm. There was stuff, you know, I didn't even know about you and Stefan and how you guys like met. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been so great. we're gonna do uh, we gotta do vegas again yes man. psycho las vegas i hope i'm crossing my fingers it happens next year we were yeah, supposed yeah. to be I mean, there i'm just joking What's that? everybody with masks and gloves <laughs> we were supposed to be there last yeah. month <laughs> it's true so yeah next year next, next year. year let's let's wait up. let's that's wait all we're gonna do all right, All right brother. We'll talk to you. I'll take, talk to you soon. Take some time. All right. Take care, take guys. Care. Bye, Marcia. All right, everyone. We're going to go raid somebody. Um, I'm going to raid Eddie from Suicide Silence. He's streaming right now. Uh, if you want, stick around. Uh, thank you so much for coming for this, uh, you know, coming out for this episode with Mauricio. Uh, before we do this, I might as well tell you what the next episode is because I do have three next week on monday sean mott who works with continental touring uh sorry dude it went really well but on monday i have sean mott from continental touring and metalcore nerds sean works with me and mauricio and stefan he's an agent um that's on monday tuesday i have signs of the swarm and then on um friday of next week so october 5th sean mott october 6th signs of the swarm october 9th eddie from suicide silence we're gonna go raid Eddie from Suicide Silence right now. He is streaming. He's such a cool guy. Um, if you don't know Eddie that well, uh, even if you don't like Suicide Silence, Eddie's a really rad fucking dude. Um, we didn't really get to know each other until this whole pandemic happened. And honestly, I, I get along with him so fucking well and I'm, I'm just surprised that we were not friends before this. So I'm gonna start up the raid right now. Get in there, fucking blast some emotes, send him a fo you know, shoot him a follow, sub to his channel if you want to. You don't have to. He doesn't. Pre he's not one of those streamers that pressures people to sub to him. I'm not either. Thank you for following. Thank you for stopping by. Let's go raid Eddie right now. <laughs>